How you doing down there in the fort? We're having a snowstorm. I saw that after that beautiful spat of weather. Almost two weeks. Uh, I was talking to the bride last night. Not a not a speck of snow on the ground. That's changing even as we speak, huh? That is correct, sir. But this won't last. Well, long. no, probably won't. That's one thing. Those uh, unless they're really, uh, you know. 15 inches or something that March snow doesn't last as long as the earlier stuff for some reason you know it just seems like at this time of year things get warmer and then like in October they start getting colder it seems like it happens that way every year I don't know that's pretty much the way it happens <laughs> yes yes it does uh, Richard Patino is uh, I guess officially out I don't know if the Gophers have yet announced it but it's all over the media that uh he has been let go by the Gophers. I thought they were going to try to finesse this, hoping he'd get the New Mexico job so they could make it look like he just was changing positions, uh, leaving the Big Ten for the Mountain West. But uh, I guess that uh, that thing must be hung up or uh, the New Mexico move might be hung up. So they just decided. But we, we're getting off cheap, man. $1.7 to buy out Richard Patino. Mm -hmm. Archie Miller got fired at Indiana. They owe him $10.3 million. Wow. wow. In the wow. time of COVID. Yep. But boy, they were really terrible uh, down the stretch. And it's Indiana. So, uh, you know, they said they had the guts to say a private philanthropic uh, group is paying the buyout. So, what better use? of charity money yes. in Indiana than to fire the Hoosiers basketball coach, right? Oh, my word. Oh, Patrick. <laughs> Jeez. $10.3 Unbelievable. Wow. Well, who are the candidates locally, I wonder? Oh, uh, Brian Dutcher would like to have the job, I think, out at uh, uh, San Diego State. But he'll be uh, 62 and, uh, before the season starts. I got a hunch he's going to go for a younger uh, guy. There's a, a guy at Cleveland State named Dennis Gates. I think the front runner is probably the guy at Loyola, Chicago, Porter Mosier. They're back in the tournament again. If you got coaches that are in the tournament, uh, young coaches that are in the tournament, you pretty much got to wait for the them to be eliminated before you uh, make anything official. But he's been working on this for a while, I'm sure. Coyle. thing about Coyle is he don't use those search committee, Joe. He goes and gets the guy he wants and makes the deal. So, mm -hmm. Kids of the kids I used to have are uh, classmates of that uh, Loyola coach's kids. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. yeah. Porter, he's supposed to be really good. Yeah. He was uh, he was an assistant for uh, Majerus for a long time, but uh, I don't think he's as hard to deal with for the uh, media as uh, Rick could be at times. So uh, I, I I hear nothing but good things about him. I got a couple of friends who deal with him who say he's uh, they like him a lot. He's a he's a fired up coach, so he'll uh, he'll get himself a technical foul or two during the year. Pat, yeah. I have a question for you. Uh, I watched a fair amount of Illinois and Ohio State yesterday. And then, because I wanted to watch the selection show as I normally would, how in God's name did Michigan State make the tournament? I have no idea. They beat. They had a. Lot, they had several good wins, right? Well, so did but, the Gophers. <laughs> I know. That's that's the that's the thing. It doesn't. 
there's no. I have no idea why they're in the tournament. They were. They they had a terrible year. They were. Uh, they they were not that good. They had one nice win. What last week? And then they oh they beat Michigan when Michigan had nothing to play for because Michigan had already wrapped up the Big Ten title, and uh, apparently they got uh, credit for that. But yeah, I don't know why they're in the tournament. This is uh, this is probably the worst team he's had there. 15, 20 years. I, I don't know why they're in the tournament. They already didn't have Kentucky and Duke, <laughs> so I suppose maybe they wanted. I don't think Michigan State carries that much weight, but uh, I, I, I was surprised myself that they got in. But they, they wound up embarrassing them by putting them in one of the play-in play games, games against UCLA, <laughs> right. so it's not like they, they welcomed them with open arms. How can you mathematically pull this off in one building? Uh, what, no, what are you going to do, play not. around? They're the, using they're several not. buildings. Yeah, using oh, I thought we were only in one building. No, several buildings in, uh, in, in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Yeah. They're using, uh, I'm sure they're using the old Butler place, and there's, uh, there's a bunch of schools down there. I don't know. I, I was looking at the list. They're, I don't know if they came out and told us who's playing who, where yet. Yesterday, they did not. The schedule did not include where the games were going to be right. played down there, but it's all in the Indiana area. I mean, it's all in the area there, and they got plenty of schools. So, but they, and they're not letting enough people into. Uh, you know, you can play in a high school gym if you want to. I was going to ask you how many fans they're allowing for this tournament. I don't think I think they don't. They don't think general tickets are being sold. I, I'm not sure, but I don't think they are. It's family and you know kids' families and stuff like that. I think I haven't paid that much attention. I'm not. I'm not sure, but I just know that it's all down there in Indianapolis. All right, I have an ESPN.com story on Do all it. of the venues being used for the tournament. Here we go. The Hinkle Field House, the original Cathedral of Basketball, uh, that's going to hold, it holds 9,100 people. They also are going to be using Hoosier Gym uh, in Hickory, uh, Assembly Hall. They're going to be using, they are all, boy, this computer is really slow. I apologize for that. Indiana Farmers Coliseum, which is on the site of the Indiana State Fair. Uh, the John Wooden Gymnasium in Martinsville, and Mackey Arena. Uh, we're, Phil? No, not Phil. That's, uh, That's in Seattle. Where Purdue plays. <laughs> uh, Banker Life Fieldhouse, which is the home of the Indiana Pacers. La Lumerie School. Uh, it looks like it's a small high school that holds about 800 people. Holy cow, they're using a ton of Lucas Oil Stadium, and that looks to be it. So there you go. Looks and like they tried to lean on the Indiana basketball history there. They're going to use the gym in, uh, in uh, what what'd you say? The a gym named after the Hickory team, even though there wasn't a Hickory. That, it's uh, called Hickory Gymnasium. That's what that's the name of it. On, and and where is that located? Uh, let me scroll back up. Because, uh, you know, Hickory, the Hickory Huskers were, uh, were mythical. Uh, right. But uh, they... They won their championship, Joel. Uh, that was Hinkle Fieldhouse, where Jimmy or where Chitwood made his uh, winning shot. Mm -hmm. I remember calling you on deadline. I was on deadline when Keith Smart hit the shot to win the game for Indiana the same year Hoosiers was released, 
and I couldn't remember the name of the guy who made the shot. And I called you, and Andy answered it in four seconds. Jimmy. <laughs> and it was Chitwood, but I can't remember if it was Jimmy or Johnny or what yeah. it was. But uh, it was it was Chitwood, and I said, thank you. <laughs> you know, had no time to write. So I didn't know who to call, and there was nobody. I asked somebody around me, and he looked at me like I was nuts. So I called you and said, who made that shot? Uh, Pat, I, I misspoke. Hoosier Jim is the name of it. They just have a Hickory banner in, in, inside of the uh, inside oh, of the okay. venue. Right. That's in Knightstown, yeah. Indiana, and I missed one. Uh, they're also going to play at Springs Valley High School, which is, of course, the home of Larry Bird. That's pretty oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. Did you ever look at the uh, thing about uh, the Nolan Richardson? It was at some ceremony, maybe a Hall of Fame ceremony, and... <laughs> He's doing it. He's talking, and Larry Bird's being honored. And Nolan, you know, the great coach from Arkansas and uh, and a real character, was up there, and he was listening, talking about listening on the radio to an Indiana State game. And he was saying, Bird does this, Bird does that, Bird. He says he's doing the whole broadcast, Bird doing this, Bird doing everything. And he said, Boy, when that game got over, I said, man, that brother can play. <laughs> and then he said, I looked in the paper and saw the picture the next day and said, I'll be damned. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. Pat, uh, Lee Westwood's never going to win a major tournament, is he? No, it was. I thought it was 16, but last week at Bay Hill, he pretty much had DeChambeau on the run. On 15, he's sitting in the middle of the fairway. DeChambeau uh, hit it over in the woods and the, and the big, thick grass. And he has a nice little, I don't know, it was a six, a seven iron, eight iron. That's what he does. Hit it in the middle of the green, make your four. He, he drilled it over on the, he missed the, damn near missed the green, hit it over on this little peninsula green, basically blew the tournament. And yesterday, what the hell was that second shot on 16 into the sand? What? Where did yep. that come from? I don't know. Did you watch it? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he not only hit it in the sand, he hit it behind a tree in the sand. What right. in the hell was that? If I was that girlfriend, I'd leave him. Yeah. <laughs> Helen's story. I'd him. Yeah. I think she had to work hard to give him. If he hadn't made that kid, made that putt on 18 to finish second, I don't think she would have given him the traditional end of the round kiss. Yeah. Well, he's made two million dollars in two weeks, which is small <laughs> yeah, consolation. That's true. But he's that's amazing. true. If uh, he was he was having a hard time uh, maintaining the uh, smiling Lee, uh, the new smiling Lee image, though, after he screwed that thing up yesterday. Wow, mm -hmm. that was brutal. I wonder what the guys think of him when he has the gal on the bag. Maybe they don't care. Maybe they think that's fine. I guess she's supposed to be. Yeah, well, good. you know, she. I was reading about her. Uh, she's a physical fitness psycho, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's like, I think that's how he met her. She's a workout fanatic. And uh, there's there's some videos of her working out, if you'd be interested on that. I'm not lying, but. Uh, but uh, if you'd like to verify. <laughs> so she can. The lugging the bag around is not a problem, but as they point out on the broadcast yesterday, 
she there's no advice to be had you know mm-hmm. he's he's lining up his own putts he's making his own decisions because she's not a golfer and she's not going to tell him you know i think uh, i think you should hit a seven iron here not an eight that that he's he's playing without uh without that kind of uh, advice. Unlike DeChambeau, how would you like to be his caddy? No. you got to be a mathematical to. genius. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear the discussion, Joe, uh, that he and DeChambeau and his caddy was having, trying to decide whether they wanted to hit it 68 yards, or 168 yards, 169 yards, or 170 yards? Yeah. And then... I think it's 169. It's 69. They take the one off, you know. 69. I think it's 69. 70. No, seven. It's 68. They're, they're debating the, the, uh, whether it's uh, 168, 169, or 170. Man, he's a psycho, but hitting it that far is an advantage. Well, the conclusion I've reached about him is uh, you just might as well enjoy it. It's so novel. There's there's no figuring it out. But I don't like the way he plays because it makes me tense. <laughs> he looks <laughs> well, he looks yeah, so tense all the time. His arms are te- everything he does is tense. Right, drives his me swing nuts. is tense. Everything's yeah. the basically if you've been a golf instructor for the last fifty years. He's doing everything you don't want people to do, right? Right, right, exactly. And except the ball's going 380 yards, <laughs> and he can putt too. His, I mean, his 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 short game is not bad. And uh, what's really weird is the way he hits the ball out of the trap. Everybody else is, you know, you got to be fluid. You got to do. He does the old straight arm thing, even hitting the ball out of the trap. It's astounding. I know I my I, my my neck hurts when I watch him. My arms hurt. <laughs> it's uh, it is uh, it is incredible. But uh, I I think uh, we were all uh, rooting for uh, we uh, we were, we I spent two weeks rooting for Westwood. That's it. I'm done with him. He's, I am he's too. On his own. I'm not. I want to see a threesome. I want to. I want to see that. I want to. He popped up out of nowhere. You know, Jeez, the thing Christ. is, he used to be such a great putter, but at 47, nobody's ever been a great putter. So I'm not surprised he's not. So. I want to see Gim, Kim, and M in a, in a foursome. <laughs> yeah, that's well. I can find you some Kims, but uh, M and Gim are two that uh, – the my fat guy is slumping, though. The chubby M, who I just love uh, and – when I watched him play those two tournaments in Hawaii, I said, "This guy's going to win at Augusta," but he's kind of he's kind of flamed out here a little, so he's not playing that good right now. Is he now. the guy with the slow but, backswing? Yeah, and that and that thicker guy, that chubby yeah, guy yeah, who yeah, looks yeah. like uh, he doesn't. He's not a workout fanatic, uh, but he's like twenty two or something, right? Mm-hmm, him, mm-hmm, I yeah. am. Yep. He's yeah. the only guy in the history of headline writers whose name is too short. <laughs> right. <laughs> I am. That's you need something to beef up the uh, beef up the headline. So hey, by the way, I got the headline for Patino, right? Yep. Uh, if he gets the New Mexico job, because the stadium, the basketball arena in Albuquerque, that's where uh, North Carolina State beat Houston. One of the last times they played in a real gym, nineteen eighty four. The 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 name of it is the Pit. And mm-hmm. you walk in at 
at ground level and the thing is dug into the ground. There's not a seat. When you walk in, there's not a seat above you. They're all below you, which oh. is not good for sports writers when we were <laughs> having to walk down there. So you walk down the whole arena. And I think it held 13,000, 14,000, but it's called the pit. Mm -hmm. So my headline is, Patino leaves Minnesota in the pits to coach in the pit. <laughs> right? You know, this guy, Joe, was, we are all in on running him out, but we had a lot of patience with this guy compared to normal for gopher basketball fans. He is, when you look at the record, it's pretty much horrible. He's mm -hmm. big 10 is 30 some games under 500 for his career. His road record in the big 10, 14 and 61. Wow. He's a bigger bust than Munson was. And mm -hmm. I think the only reason that uh, we put up with him this long is that we have lower standards now for go for basketball because Munson came in, you know, he was replacing Clem and, and they'd been pretty good for a few years. And, uh, and now this guy comes in and where we expect less than mediocre and that's what we're getting. So mm -hmm. I don't know though. It's, uh, 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 it's, we, we put up with him a long time. I don't know. He's, uh, he never, he, he was, he shouldn't have been hired as a 30 year old guy with one year of coaching, head coaching experience at a nothing school. And, uh, it, and the fact we let him eight stay eight years was about too, too long. I'd well, say. Joe always had the great line. It looks like he's practicing being a basketball coach. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like right. he goes into the, the closet where they got the full length mirror and he practices his faces. This is what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> That's why we need you to still write sports columns. You make that observation. That's pretty damn good. That's good. What's uh, Mr. Reavers think about him? About Patino? Yeah, did he? Did you? Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're talking about my old man. Um, yes. He here. Here's the type of Gopher fan that uh, my father is. He is Sid-like whoever's in charge. No, no, you got to give him a chance. Get him some players. The second they're fired, ah, we didn't want him anyway. We got to get <laughs> we got to get some new blood in here. You know, that's the kind of yes. gopher fan my my father is. See, people think that Sid would have uh, Judd's theory is that Sid would have been pounding on us today about how he beat Ohio State, he beat Illinois, he beat no, he didn't beat Illinois, he beat Ohio State, beat Michigan beat Iowa, beat Purdue, how can you fire him, all those injuries. But I don't think Sid was all in on Patino like he was on the various Gopher football coaches because I don't think Patino gave him the free uh, radio appearances. Oh. You know, I think he, occasionally he would have him on, but he was not a regular guest and – I think he, uh, I think he turned down too many Sid radio demands for Sid to be uh, fully on board with him. That's oh. what I think. I'm trying to find the clip that we played uh, of Sid when he was at the opening press conference for Patino when he was talking about replacing the legend like Dubby oh, Smith. Yeah, I'm yeah, trying I to find it here. I know yeah. I got it in here somewhere. Yeah, Pat, how's your ball club today? Uh, they're up in uh, they're up in Northport. I did not go, and uh, J. A. Happ was going to pitch for the first time this spring. The lefty, the thirty-eight year old lefty that they signed, and I did not yet look at the box score to see how he did. Mm -hmm. 
But I got to say, I like them. I like this team if they can, if Donaldson plays, you know, regularly, Not he's not going to play 162, but if, if he can play 130, Simmons, the new shortstop, he's very good in the field. Buxton looks great when he's, now that he's got good teeth, he's really good. The first first pitch he saw after he got his new Oof. tooth, he hit a home run, so that's mm-hmm. a good sign. I've always said teeth are very important. Did he, he crack it chewing on a steak? Is that what I saw? Ah, Skittles. He's a Skittle freak. Oh. Well, if he, he does he, well. He might have cracked the crown chewing on a steak, but there was something going on underneath there because of those bleeping Skittles. But if he does well, then I guess he'll be maxed out at 32 home runs, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. Let's go here. Because he only that's has 32 bad. teeth, that's right? Bad. Ah. See? That's a math thing for Joe. I That's why he you. was quiet. Pat got it right away. I was thinking there were 32 Skittles in a box. I didn't know what the hell you were no, talking about. you only about. have 32 teeth. <laughs> yeah. Well, I only have 31. Uh, but it, it's interesting. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do for a bench because they, there's rumors that these dummies might have 14 pitchers, which would leave what? them with a three-player bench because your DH crews, uh, you know, he can't play anywhere. They go to, you know, they, by the way, they start the season in Milwaukee, Joe. No yep. cruise yep. for three days. DH. Oh, no DH. that's right. So, yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, first, first time in their history they will uh, be opening since Tony, since 73, that that they'll be opening the season without a DH in a lineup. So, hmm. uh, and, and an important DH, too, for them. But uh, I, that, that's one of the dumbest things ever that baseball thinks they, they, you know, they went to the full-time DH last year. It worked fine. And, but they think that they can use it with a, for a nugget negotiating with players that they'll give up something if we, if they have the full-time DH because I mean uh, the DH in both leagues, cause that'll be a well-paid position, but it's nonsense. They players aren't going to, give you anything for that. I don't know why they didn't just go ahead and you know, have the full-time DH but uh, in, in both leagues, but uh, they didn't do it. So now you get a team like the Twins that has to start the season with a three-game series without one of their, without their number three hitter. It's kind of stupid. Oh, Pat, that reminds me. So they're allowing 10,000, right, for the, for the Twins. Yes. Are, are they just going to do season ticket holders? Is that how... If the season ticket holders took them all, uh, then, yeah, they won't, uh, you know, I'm sure there'll be returns, you know, every day and stuff like this, but they're they're working out some kind of a system with season ticket holders to make those, you know, tickets available. So I, I don't know what the system is. I, I really don't know. How about, but it, they did pretty much admit it was, that they were going to take care of the season ticket holders first. Okay, that makes sense. Did we know Drew Brees was going to retire? Everybody kind of thought it. Uh, yeah. But uh, the, the way cheater. he played he's down a the cheater. stretch. I think that, he's that, a cheater. He's a cheater. He had a hell of a career. Yeah. Cheating. I don't know. Was he the guy that said hit Favre as often as you can? No, but he would have because that stupid Peyton <laughs> cheating coach. They, they should rename them the Saints. The, the, the devils is what they should be. I'm still uh, bitter. You think if you think if Brett hadn't gotten beat up so bad and he'd been thinking more clearly, he wouldn't have thrown that 
stupid pass over the middle when they had a chance to win the game with a field goal? You think that was the cause of it? Stop being real, Pat. That's your Catholic upbringing. You just won't. You you, you <laughs> refuse to badmouth the Saints because of your Catholic upbringing. New Orleans needed that Super Bowl more than we do. Let's face it. Now, when I leave this veil of tears, yes. the Vikings can go to the Super Bowl. I'm fine with it. But I really enjoy having that hang over our heads. <laughs> it's a you topic know, it's of like discussion. The Red Sox went in the World Series. They ruined, they ruined, ruined it. Red Sox baseball. Now they're very upset because they don't re- meet expectations. Same with the Cubs. It's mm-hmm. no fun anymore. That was their thing. I'll agree with you, Pat. I will agree with you. Yes. Our thing is never having won it. And by the way, Joe, would you agree that our the stigma of not winning a Stanley Cup is in jeopardy with uh, Minnesota? Yes. They're that good. What is going on here? Explain well, this Well, I have me. a question before you start, Joe, and I'm going to ask a Joe Souchere question. Mm-hmm. Kaprasoff scores the hat trick on Friday. Why can't he do that every night? Right. What's wrong with this guy? He stinks. <laughs> he didn't even have a point yesterday. No, he had an assist. No. Yeah, did he have an assist? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I he thought had he had an one assist. assist. Yeah. Okay. But here's the deal. Only eight shots on goal. You get the pretty good, huh? You get the commie, and he's terrific. But there's a lot of guys. This is a. This has to be a good team. It's not just one guy. They are a good team, and they're free. How that happened, though? Where did this come from? I mean, Dumbo was okay. You knew he had potential, and Brodeen's been a good, steady guy. But John Anderson, Eck, or whatever the hell his name was, (laughs) you could have locked him in the arena for an hour, and he wouldn't have gotten a goal. All of a sudden, he's a star. I I said this to you on Friday. I mean, Kaprasov is obviously the biggest difference maker, but goaltending, the difference in goaltending has made a world of difference on this team. I think reworking some of the lines really helped to uh, (laughs) manufacture this this goal scoring and this this win streak. Man, switching up the lines. I think this coach is a hell of a coach. Dean, Dean Everson getting an opportunity to be a successful coach with one of our pro teams is one of the biggest upsets in our pro history as far as coaches are concerned. This guy was brought in by Fenton. He was forced upon Boudreaux by Fenton. They made, they made, made Fenton came in, made Boudreaux get rid of one of his guys. They gave the job to Dean Everson. When they fired Boudreaux, they didn't know who to give the job to. So they gave it to, uh, I mean, when they fired, uh, yeah, Boudreaux, they didn't know who to give the job to. So they gave it to Everson. It looked like the all-time lame duck thing. and But he must have gotten saved by the pandemic or something because they didn't want to pay a new coach. And now the guy's, he's a, he's a, he's a genius. He's got a, He's got him playing up and down and playing fast, and uh, you know they stumbled into him. But it's amazing to me that Fenton, who was uh, treated, uh, you know, like the pariah of all time, brought this guy to the organization, and he survived him. He had another incident. Well, I'm not sure he had an incident, but Parisi didn't play the final 11 minutes the other night, and they went to Everson and said, "What does Zach think about that?" And he said, "I don't know. Ask him." Hmm. He's he's established a very tough presence, I think. I think he doesn't suffer fools gladly. Well, it's very similar to uh, 
when Yosey got fired in St. Louis, they it's kind of this journeyman Baruby or whatever his name is. He's a journeyman player and kind of a nondescript guy, and they named him the coach, and he won the cup. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they had to give him a three-year contract or something. So uh, I don't know. This guy, you know what else he's big in? Judd pointed this out to me. Rest and recovery. Oh. He's like Rocco. They mm-hmm. don't practice. Really? Not, I mean, not hard. They don't, you know, they, they, they have soft, you know, soft practices, days off, many more days off than they used to have. Now, part of that could be the pandemic schedule, too, you know, because everything's scrunched up, but then they miss those games. So, you know, you know, if you're, if you're playing five games in a week, you don't have to practice. But the uh, one thing I love too, and I'm glad Fox Sports North started doing this, is the ISO cam just on Kaprizov, where he, you know, in fact, who was coming off the ice on Friday, Joe, and just kind of turned and watched Kaprizov just take off from the bench. He's like, "Holy crap! Look at this mm-hmm. kid go!" The ISO cam on him is fantastic. Is uh, is there a Mrs. Kaprizov? I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to hear him speak too. What's he sound like? Yeah, you don't. You, I haven't. I haven't heard him either. Yeah, it is. You know, of course, there's not that socializing uh, downtown St. Paul, and uh, you know the the players can't be out and about. But if there's not a Mrs. Kaprasov when we get to when the pandemic over, there might be some candidates. <laughs> I, think I think you're so. right. I think <laughs> you're right. He's 23. There might be some some invitations. Uh, We do not, it does not state any uh, romantic involvement at this point. What is he, 22? 23 years old. 23. April 26, he hits 24. There you go. Sophia Mikulski, if you're listening. Yeah, she Sophia. You have, how's your Russian? You go tell him right now. Yes, Sophia might be like the only a one faster. Language to me, it's a rough, it's a rough language. Well, even that word "zhlayudachi" that means good luck in Russian. When you tell somebody that, it still sounds like you're mad at him. Yeah. This is how you say yes. it. You can't Get say off hey. my lawn. Yes. Right, and not, their anthem is frightening. They yeah. play that anthem. It's like. It'll, Anthems are supposed to make you feel good, aren't it'll, they? It'll scare you into singing it. Yeah, aren't they? Aren't they? It's supposed to make you feel good. You want to march after you sing We're that song. We're going to stomp your guts out. <laughs> blah, 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 you know, it's, it's funny you it's asked. It's not a good song. It's funny you asked you wanted to hear him speak because I, I found this in my email. Marcus sent us a video uh, of Kaprasov. Apparently, Ryan Carter does these series of it's called Post It Up with Ryan Carter and he was doing a Michelob Golden Light commercial, and this is all that came out of that one. Uh, I'm just here for the Golden Lights. There you go. <laughs> I'm here for the he free asked, Golden Lights. I saw Lights. that he asked him about five questions, and his response each time was, I'm just here for Mick Golden Light. <laughs> it was pretty clever. Well, he's got a deep voice that belies his stature. He's a little guy. He's got a deep voice. Joe, it wasn't a long. It wasn't that long ago. If we wanted one of those guys, we had to put him in the trunk of the car and drive yeah. him across the border. Man, That's right. Unbelievable. That's right. <laughs> Who was Louis' guy? Frantisek Musil, right? I think oh, yeah, so. Musil. Louis, the guy he put Louis. Now that story could have come with a little bit of. Uh, uh, <laughs> there could there could be some exaggeration to the whole thing from. Uh, Coach Danny, but uh, well, Coach Danny was sneaking across borders and 
they drove him across the Czech border in a back of a car. I hope it was a big car. He was a big lad. So yeah. that was, uh, and now defecting was kind of fun. You think that guy's going to defect? Now the only ones left to defect are Cubans, basically. Yeah. Uh, Musa was selected in the second round of the 83 NHL entry draft, 38th overall by the Stars. Played in the 85 gold medal winning IHF Men's World Championship for Czechoslovakia. Uh, I'm trying to see. Oh, trying yeah. to see when he, we got him, 86, before the Iron Curtain came, he before arrived, 88. Yeah, so. he arrived in Minnesota in 86, directly out of a, a trunk of a Toyota Corolla driven by <laughs> none other than Louis Nanny. No, it doesn't say that. There's, <laughs> there's no way he would have gotten that fellow in a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> they had to get one of those non-commie cars to smuggle him out. Cause yeah. those, that's the other thing about, I would say the worst thing about communism were their cars, wouldn't you, Joe? Bad Those cars, were some man. Bad cars. Yeah. So the the worst car ever was called the Trabot. It was made out of like fiber wood or something. It was uh, <laughs> wasn't even metal. They were big in the East German. Uh, East German time. Yes. I forget. Yeah. I, I yeah. think that reminds me of the Saturday Night Live skit where they had the Chia car. Where it was made out of uh, just clay, oh. so if you got into an accident, you would just rework the bumper to make it look like it was pristine again. It's hilarious. Made out of mo- uh, cl- uh, clay. Well, Patrick, uh, we're having a snowstorm here, and I bet you're having a bluebird day. Uh, it looks nice. I have been out for about 10 minutes today. I've had a uh, bunch of stuff to do, but... Uh, uh, yes, it looks like it's another nice day here in paradise. Yes, it is. Uh, this, what are you going to name your starting lineup for us? Uh, well, you know who looks good? Garber is going to be the A catcher. I was wondering going in, but he looks, looks a lot better than he did last year. He's got something figured out. Plus he had a, he had the intercoastal injury last year that screwed him up for Ooh, a while. Not the intercoastal. The intercoastal. I think it's the intercoastal. Might be the outer coastal. I don't know which. And then the big, big man at first. Boy, does he, he looks like a rhinoceros on roller skates playing first so far this <laughs> yeah. spring. Man alive! It's been hitting him everywhere but in the glove down there, uh, playing first. And uh, and the second baseman Polanco, we're good there. And Simmons is uh, shortstop. He's. Uh, Exceptional fielder. What took Probably him so long, by the way? Why why was he not involved early? Uh, he was. Uh, Did he have a visa issue? He or got something? here late. He couldn't get out of Curacao. Oh. And then uh, when he got here late, they gave him a few days to get ready. He he was having the traditional visa problems, and although it doesn't sound like this was a phony one, because a couple other guys had trouble getting out of Curacao too. Apparently, those Dutch. Those Dutch officials uh, were making it hard for them hmm. because Curacao is a, like Puerto Rico is to the U.S., you know, it's a, what do we call it, a property or something. And then uh, 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 Donaldson, terrific if he plays. Left fielder Kirilov, center fielder Buxton, right fielder, a very so far disappointing Max Kepler after a disappointing last season. And uh, this Rooker, who's a right-handed hitter, has been the best hitter they've had here this spring. And I would imagine he stays and he could play uh, against lefties, either in left field or right field. And uh, when 
so you give one of those lefties when you sit down and face a left-handed pitcher. He looks so good. I don't know. Uh, can they, he play first base to too, or is he just an outfielder, him. Pat? Is huh? is he just an outfielder, or can he play first base? Well, he too? can play first too. But okay, he's his his best position is bat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's uh, not you you uh, he's a young Josh Willingham, I think. Uh, but ah. uh, you know, a little little more mobile, but not not a hell lot. But he can hit, and then. Uh, Arise is your backup infielder. I don't know if Jeffers. I thought Jeffers, the kid who came up late last year, would be the backup catcher, but uh, uh, I'm not sure. They might. They might just. Yeah, I guess he will be. They'll probably start the year with him and see if he's getting enough time. And then uh, your backup, Arise and Rooker and uh, Jake Cave will stick around probably because he can play center field sort of. So I, I would think that uh, that's your team. And uh, the the two main pitchers now you they've only pitched ten innings apiece Brios and and uh, and uh, Maeda but the quality of pitches they are throwing has been outstanding. This Maeda is a master of of pitching. Uh, the mix of his pitches, the command he has, and uh, Barrios looks better. And he's—I mean—he's throwing 97 when he wants to now. I don't know what happened with him, but uh, he looks great. So you got—you got two leading pitchers, and then you got to slap the bullpen together. But every year you're slapping the bullpen together. But I, uh, uh, some t- a frequent uh, uh, pessimist, I'm pretty optimistic about this bunch. If they—if uh, they stay healthy, guys start getting hurt, then who knows? Are they going to pay Barrios? By the way, are they going to give him an extension? It'll be interesting, but they're getting down to the well. Buxton and him. Buxton's a free agent in, in next year. Uh, going to be a free agent in twenty twenty two, and Brios too, right? Yes. So I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna cost them some money. That's for sure. Geez, Joe, I watched. Uh, I went over and watched batting practice Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they got this kid a second round draft choice from two thousand nineteen. Cantorino, he's mm-hmm. uh, from uh, South Lake, Texas, one of those Dallas-Fort Worth suburbs, you know, that's just basically devoted to athletics. But the he threw 40-some pitches in two different sessions to the big league hitters. It was the damnest thing I ever saw. He had a discussion with the catcher and the hitter after every pitch. What did that pitch do? What did that do? You think, was that good? Did that get you out in front a little bit, man? <laughs> I'm waiting for him to get to the big leagues. He is going to be a quote machine. He is an amped up kid. <laughs> they love his arm too. So we got hopes. A good, mouthy Italian lad who could give us some quotes here in a year or so. It's going to be fun, especially with fans back. It's going to be good. Yeah, yeah, it will be. It will be. Let's. Uh, of course, there could be a little complication come April of downtown Minneapolis, but we'll, uh, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll keep our fingers. You know, I'm a little disappointed in you two. Uh, we're a sports talk uh, show, podcast now in that format, and you guys aren't even discussing the biggest sports topic of the day. It's, Joe, it's the opening day of NFL legal tampering. It's kicked really? off this morning really? at 8 o'clock. Boy, I can't wait to follow that. <laughs> 
Do they describe it as legal tampering? That is the actual definition. At 8 a.m., it's the legal tampering period, which is three days before free agency. So that that league you can make are, deals, but you can't announce them? Correct. <laughs> correct. That's legal have tampering. We, who have, we le- have we got any legal? Have we legally tampered? With I don't anybody? think we've legally tampered with anybody yet, but uh, I they believe. They got Barr to take a cut, huh? Yeah, but I believe Chad Graff had a piece uh, that said Daniil Hunter is not happy and he wants more money. So there you go. I think Daniil Hunter should be told that Daniil, you show up for practice, fella, and you show us you're 100% healthy. And you don't have a bad neck, and we'll we can talk, we can talk. But mm-hmm. I gotta see him play again. As I said, bad necks in football are not compatible. Nope. In my opinion. Well, I think you're you're on a strong limb there. Yes, because you know this isn't like having a bad neck and uh, you know croquet. This is football, okay? Right. Yeah. Where they run into each other and do stuff, you know. So yeah. I, I wouldn't give Danielle the money. Yet. I gotta go to the bank. Okay. <laughs> That's good. I gotta go to the ATM down here to tap into my small but sturdy uh, Fort Myers account so I can have a little cash <laughs> with a Fort Myers deal. So I'll talk to you this All week. Right. See you yeah. gentlemen. All right. I have been a client of the Canopy Group for five years, and at my last renewal, they are still saving me money. Patrick Ricey here to talk to you about your home and auto insurance. How long have you been with your current insurance company? When was the last time your agent called you and said they could save you money and get you better coverage? This just happened to me. Truly, it did. Each year, the Canopy Group reviews my home and auto insurance with their 16 companies. This year, they saved me an additional $790. How? Because the Canopy Group is keeping an eye on my insurance needs and making sure I am always with the right insurance provider. Paying less and getting more is a concept I like. I can't promise that you'll save $791, but I can promise you they'll give you options. They'll even tell you if you should stay where you are with that company. Do what I did and contact them at thecanopygroup.com. That's thecanopygroup.com. I have been a client of the Canopy Group for five years, and at my last renewal, they are still saving me money. Patrick Ricey here to talk to you about your home and auto insurance. How long have you been with your current insurance company? When was the last time your agent called you and said they could save you money and get you better coverage? This just happened to me. Truly, it did. Each year, the Canopy Group reviews my home and auto insurance with their 16 companies. This year, they saved me an additional 790 How? Because the Canopy Group is keeping an eye on my insurance needs and making sure I am always with the right insurance provider. Paying less and getting more is a concept I like. I can't promise that you'll save $791, but I can promise you they'll give you options. They'll even tell you if you should stay where you are with that company. Do what I did and contact them at thecanopygroup.com. That's thecanopygroup.com. If your furnace or boiler isn't keeping up with the cold weather, call Bonfi. They have regular hours from 7 in the morning to 10 at night, and they answer the phone 24-7. If your heating system needs to be replaced, Bonfi can install a new one for you, and it comes with a lifetime warranty. You'll never have to worry about staying warm again. 
When you tell the folks at Bonfi you heard about them on the Roycey Show, you'll save $200 off a new installation. For all your heating needs, better call Bonfi. Hey, it's Reavers here once again for Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. And Josh has a very simple question for you, and it's, do you know what you own? You see, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold's clients, they always know what they own. And Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, they have no idea. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds. And there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently yield. So Josh begs of you, no what you own and make sure you tune into garage logic every tuesday and thursday for mr money talks report you're going to hear it from himself that's right josh joins us every tuesday and thursday in garage logic trust is often overused and it's even harder to find please you can take it from me that you can trust josh give him a call today for that free 48 minute financial consultation at 952-925-5608 that's 952-925-5608 investment advisor services offered by josh arnold investment consultant LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. If you want the best lawn on the block all season long, hook up with a Minnesota-grown lawn care company that knows that dandelions, mystery weeds, bare spots, and blight are completely unacceptable. That's professionalturf.com. If you want service techs with 20 years of experience, techs who throw down a combination of environmentally friendly weed killer and slow-release long-term fertilizers, then visit professionalturf.com. And you know what? While you're on the website, take a close look at their landscape projects. And don't forget, they'll service your irrigation system too. You will have the most lush and luxurious lawn on the block. It's our one stop for exceptional landscape irrigation services and the best lawn on the block, professionalturf.com. 